Welcome to episode 159 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, NBA All-Star Weekend Thoughts. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? So, Rob, this one's a little self-promotionally, but next Wednesday, which is March 1st, I'm going to be speaking at Social Media Week, um, and the title, the topic of the of the talk is Dead Air, What Marketers Can Learn from the Decline in Sports Viewership. So we're taking it from the lens of sports marketing, and then we're talking about broader implications of that. And uh, I have Daniel Roberts, who's the sports business writer of Yahoo Finance, has also been on the sports marketing huddle. He's joining me as is meg ryan the senior director of marketing at the atlanta hawks she's flying up for this so the three of us are going to really hash this out i'm looking forward to it and um i hope i hope we got some listeners out there that are going to be at social media week on march 1st that sounds pretty awesome my fact about me of the day and this actually partial credit to you i'm currently binge reading grant cardone books I finished two in the last two weeks, and just today I picked up my third, the 10x rule. Nice. Uh, good for sales and motivation. I also just picked up Michael Lewis's new book, The Undoing Project, which I know absolutely nothing about, but it talked about Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, in the first chapter, and I heard that on the podcast. So I bought it on principle because Michael Lewis is an awesome author. Ah, that's great, man. Definitely worth the read, all of it. Which brings us back to today's topic, NBA All-Star Weekend Thoughts. So, Brian, uh, it is no surprise that I love me some basketball. The Bacon Sports Man Cave office here is littered with basketball cards, Michael Jordan posters, and all the likes. But uh, this overall weekend for the NBA was a disappointment for me. And I'm, it's sad to say because we talk so much about how the NBA does things right from sports fan engagement. Adam Silver is very forward-thinking. But I grew up in the era of MJ Bird, Magic, mm. Dominique, the dunk contest when it was like, this is pre-internet. So the slam dunk contest was like currency. I see That's the dream how... team on, over your shoulder there, right there. It, exactly. So stars made their names in the NBA All-Star Weekend. But this one, they, they haven't been able to capture the same cachet. The game itself is unforgettable. I didn't watch one second of it. It's very similar to me. Yeah. It's not as bad as the Pro Bowl, but it's close. There's there's no defense. No one wants to get hurt. Get hurt. So I wanted to go through and just dish about a list of the things that I wrote down that stood out to me. First, speaking of the dunk contest, everyone's super excited for Aaron Gordon, who didn't win last year, but he, I believe he had three straight 50s in his dunk contest with Zach Lafine. Uh, he brought out a drone. Everyone's like, oh, look at this. And everyone now has to do some sort of shtick to see what's going to make it all cool when back in the day, MJ and Neek just threw down some lumber in that rim. Uh, he brings it up, drops the ball as it's like he's bouncing it, missed the dunks. <laughs> Complete fail. Yep. What do you think about his use of at least trying to use the drone as a prop to relate to us a little bit more? just practice man you got to practice those moves <laughs> i don't know i think it's cool like try something different drones are cool it's in now so all right like that's that's neat but i don't know yeah it's kind of lackluster and i was the same as you I, i'll fully admit i didn't actually watch the game but i saw all the highlights and everything okay sure fine i think it was cool but it wasn't like 
it didn't grab me and and it's not like something where i'm like yeah we had to talk about this today rob other than just hash it out a little right all right next thing uh, i saw numerous players wearing snapchat spectacles one of them being carl anthony towns who looked like the first person ever to look cool wearing them <laughs> i was like man that dude that dude saw your, like saw your tweet i saw your tweet uh we can now buy this just got released snapchat spectacles off their website so do you have any thoughts about that brian so they had this long campaign where they were exclusive and you couldn't get them now you can buy them i believe it's a two to four week wait but what are your thoughts on spectacles oh my thoughts on spectacles my thoughts you know what and this is just a side note you and me whether it's today or another day this week or next week, we need to really hash into Snapchat in general because I've got too many things to say. I was actually just quoted in Digiday. We'll talk about that. You did. All right, we'll talk about that later. So I was, I was in Digiday about that. Anyway, Spectacles is interesting to me. I think it's cool. It's a hardware move. I think it's different. I think it gets people attached to a software company, makes it a bit hardware as well. The reality is I still don't believe that Spectacles is going to be anything other than like, oh, that's cool, neat thing that I use for a little bit and then it sits and collects stuff on my shelf um so it's like a pr move pre-ipo i think it's smart but i don't really believe in it in the long run yet and you know what i'm not really that much of a fan of consuming spectacles content no that of the ones that i've seen you can tell that where they are and i like snapchat for the creative side of things for me i just don't capture something i doodle filter i make it just look like my own piece of art. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can see where that $500 billion in lost money went. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wait, how do I feel about Snapchat? Oh, another uh, another episode, another episode. Moving on. And speaking of that, uh, we will also need to talk about how swipes <clears throat> is now a feature in the geofilter uh, measurements. And I know in your article you said, hey, we just need more transparency yeah. on everything. Uh I did notice there was a lot of Snapchat geofilters nationally. Uh, one thing the NBA has done a good job of is Snapchat appeals to the younger demographic there, running the really engaged uh, Snapchat geofilters. I liked that a ton. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of geofilters. We spend some money on geofilters, but I think and I, and I like Snapchat. It's the marketing side of it and and the feasibility of it as a company trying to make money that I'm not really sure about yet. But Snapchat as a platform, as far as the younger community, younger audience and, and kids and, and even older using it, I think it's great. And I think the teams and brands that are using it really just think about the organic side for now. Like maybe Snapchat really has something up its sleeve and they figure this out and it becomes an amazing marketing platform. Until then, I'm going to be skeptical on spectacles. But, oh, wow, that was that, hashtag dad joke. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I, I think there's still a lot of wins on the organic side of Snapchat. So I love it when teams are getting involved in that. And I think the geo filters for some instances and some brands does make sense. And that's why they say marketers ruin everything because all the young kids are like, this thing's great. And we're like, it sucks from a marketing perspective. Give me more data. I want to target those damn kids selling my stuff. (laughs) And then lastly on Snapchat, uh, DJ Khaled was snapping while DeAndre Jordan dunked over him and made the dunk there. So I thought that was a a cool integration there uh, of the king of Snapchat. Also, another cool integration, Sager Strong. They had a three-point half-court shot. Every shot that was made was ten grand for the Sager Strong Foundation. And I loved that they had special balls created for that. And then they had all the players who were sitting courtside come out and shoot the 
the uh, the half court shots. Actually, I may be messing this up. Steph Curry came out to try and oh yeah, it was after the fact. Here we go. All the people come out, make as many balls as you can from half court for like a minute or something, and then after that, I think they're at like 130 grand. Steph Curry comes out and they're like, if he makes one of three. They're going to win $500,000 to the Craig Saker Foundation, and he misses like 10 in a row. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. This is still uh, a good PR. Of course. I absolutely loved it, and it actually got me excited because what it really spoke to was the authenticity of things. So it's like, one, we've all shot a half-court shot before. We know the elation for when you make it. Yeah. So now there's DJ Khaled, and then there's James Harden in street clothes, and then there's Eric Gordon just winning the three-point contest he's shooting. So there's this flurry of people going there, and every bucket that goes in, there's 10 more 1,000 for the Sager Foundation. And I just thought it was a great activation for engagement. We're talking about it now. Uh, I thought it was very clever the way that they did that and in, in, involved everybody else. Oh yeah, I think I think that's cool. I do I do like that. Obviously, you have the charitable aspect is always awesome. And uh, yeah, man, some good names. I love it. I thought it was a good move. One move which was not good. So on Saturday, let's call it early afternoon. It was like 65 and sunny in Chicago, but then the sun went down. So we're like, all right, let's see what's cooking with the uh, NBA All Star Weekend. And there's there's this. Mountain Dew NBA 3X, and it's like a three-on-three contest. And I see Baron Davis and White Chocolate Jason Williams. I'm like, oh, damn. Are they going to be playing three-on-three versus each other? Well, no, they were sort of the coaches or player coaches. And instead, they had some some street ballers. So I'm like, all right, I liked the end one tour. Maybe I'll give this a shot. Well, unfortunately, the basketball was atrocious. We watched for 10 minutes, and it was like two-to-one with a bunch of guys just clanging it off the rim. So I'm like, oh, this is just absolutely horrible. So in preparation for this podcast, I was like, all right, I'm going to send you some information so you can get an idea on this Mountain Dew thing because this was on TNT. Yep. And the Dew NBA 3X website was down. Oops. And their Facebook page, they did not update uh. during NBA All-Star Weekend. I believe there was a post from February 8th. And then before that, it was like months. Oh, no. You and I talk about social integration, how don't just do one thing. Make sure that every touch point you have is on point because Uh. it's a consumer connection. And I was going to send that all to you. But instead, Brian, I have nothing to send to you. And for (laughs) me, it was a major fail of an activation right there because I'm the demographic. I wanted to consume it. I actually tweeted them twice because one of the players' names was Super Dave. (laughs) <laughs> and I did a Super Dave Osborne picture. That's amazing. Shout out, shout out to him. So big fail on that side of things. Oh, man. I, I could just feel our entire audience rolling their eyes. Like, there is no one that thinks that that's a good move. No one. Like, what, what are you guys thinking? What are you guys right. thinking? You're just putting money into stuff but not, like, forgetting about social media? Whoops. Right. So, Brian, do you have a takeaway from all this stuff? Oh, man. Whew, there were so many topics. This was uh, this is a fun one. I'm trying to think of a good a good one. Look, I'll I'll go off this last this whole last piece here, which is consistency is key. Consistency absolutely key. It's what you and I are doing with this show. It's what I'm trying to do for you know, or what we're doing for the brands that we work with at Bold Worldwide. It's what I'm trying to do with my personal brand and you, you as well, picking sports. 
it's consistency is so much more important than like having one home run. You're better off hitting singles every single day and not worrying about the home run. And eventually if it comes great, but too many brands think that like, Hey, look, let's just do this one huge do mountain Dew basketball. thing. Let's do that. That's what's going to revive the brand, but they haven't put in any work, any effort, no consistency for months and months and months and months and months and think this one thing's going to change it. It's not, it's about all the little stuff leading up to that and ongoing that really has an impact for a brand. Yeah, and, and with that, it's engagement for me. And if you just do it on a micro level, guess what? Nobody responded to me on either of those two tweets. I can't imagine that there was a ton of them. And had they responded back to me, who, by the way, last week was Jerome Bettis' birthday, and I tweeted him, hey, happy birthday, Jerome Bettis, my favorite Steelers player ever. He just sent back a tweet that said, thank you. You don't realize how much a simple thank yeah. you can be from someone or a brand. So oh, yeah. take that and make sure that when you're doing these sort of engagements, just interact. You will make someone's day and they'll tell others about it. 100%. All right, Brian. So today's action item, I'm going to throw to you. Curveball. Oh, I'm going to keep it simple. I We have we have not had uh, you know a, a review on iTunes in a while. I think a lot of people are listening on SoundCloud, which is awesome. See the data. Thank you very much. Would love it if you go to iTunes, search Sports Marketing Huddle, leave us a rating and a review. Be honest, even if you don't like it. We'd love it. I'd love to know what people are thinking. 